Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me Something Good. I, uh, I'm happy to be here. I, um, I'm, this is the take two of starting the podcast because um, I did something that I did also last week or a few weeks ago where I talked into the microphone uh, for, I don't know, 45 minutes without pressing record. And it was uh, a little frustrating to say the least, um, but also super funny because not the first time I've done it. I did it with, with Freddie a couple times and I told him, I was like, oh, the machine's broken, but just never press record. So sometimes I just I jumped the gun a little bit, everybody, but we're here. We are recording. I am happy uh, that I'm doing these again. I'm having a good time. I, um, I want to thank everybody for sending in their emails. Uh, to tell me something good pod pod at gmail.com. That's tell me something good pod pod at gmail.com. Thank you for sending in uh, your parenting tips and the Josh Wolf problem solvers. Uh, they were fantastic. I picked one of each to read. If you send in the emails, guys, with parenting tips or problem solver, and I read yours on uh, the podcast, I will send you a t shirt. Bam! Send in an email. You get a free T-shirt. I mean, come. who else is doing that shit for you besides your buddy Josh? Probably a lot of people, but I don't listen to podcasts, so who the fuck knows? All I'm telling you is this. I do listen to podcasts, but they don't give a shit away. <laughs> um, isn't that weird when you do like a hiccup burp? I'm trying to think what the weirdest combination. So you got hiccups, burps, farts, sneezes. I have on many occasion, many occasion done the sneeze fart. The sneeze fart, look, you're lucky you don't do the sneeze shit, basically. The sneeze, I, I think when you sneeze for like half a second, every other muscle in your body stops working. Like it just, a, mm, less than half a second, like a, huh, right? You, if, if a sneeze lasted two seconds, you'd fall down. Your whole body would go, Ugh. It would just be it, right? But a sneeze fart. But I hiccup burp a lot. I I have to tell you one thing I've never done that I would like to is a hiccup fart. A hiccup? Hiccup? Hip? Hiccart? It's a hiccup. A hiccup or a bart or, or a furt. Furp. But I, 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 uh, uh, I've done a couple sneeze farts in my day. I did a sneeze fart on stage. Uh, once, ooh, did a little shart on stage before. Mm, I can't believe we're starting the pot off here, but one time, can you hear that snoring? That's Indiana Jones snoring. One time I was on stage and I was probably 12 minutes into my set, something like that, 12 minutes. And I was going to sneeze and I did. And, but I didn't, again, I've done this a couple times in my life. I didn't, I'm such a loud sneezer. And I sneezed, but I held in a little. When I held in a little, I think I clenched. Uh, but when I clenched, I, uh, but then I, huh? And when I, huh, I clenched and then I, boo. And, um, yep. And I actually left the stage. I've left the stage twice in my career to go use a bathroom. One time was the shark. But I don't even know what my game plan was, honestly. I was like, hey, everybody, just one second. I'll be right back. Uh, there was something in the green room I wanted to get, which wasn't true. And I didn't bring anything back from the green room. I pretended like I did. 
Um, and I told the opener, I was like, hey, go up there. This is going to be a couple minutes. He was like, what? I go, I just shit myself. I just got to figure something out. So he came on stage and um, I was like, what's the game plan? Like, I don't bring an extra pair of underwear to a show. Not that type of show, you know? Nobody's like, eh, if you go to Josh's show, you got to bring a couple pair of underwear. You know, that's that's not the deal. Now, so I went back and I was like, huh, what's the plan? I knew plan number one, get rid of the underwear. Plan number two was just clean it up. You know, I, I cleaned it up a little bit. Not kidding. Washed my ass in the sink. Told the people who, who, who ran the place, I'm like, hey, you might want to double clean that sink tonight. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, I triple clean it. Because they knew what happened. When I went back on stage, I had to tell everybody. They thought I had, because listen, if, you, if, if somebody from L.A., goes into the other room and he's like, hey, I guess you could check something out for a little bit. You're like, that dude's going to do coke. That's always what I think, that someone's going to think that I'm going to do coke. By the way, guys, I don't do coke um, anymore. And I'll tell you something else. Never liked it. I, I did it a lot of times. But I never, I think I only enjoyed coke twice in my life. Both times, ironically, were with my buddy Joey Diaz. One time, he and I got a bag of coke and we were in bellevue washington and we i had a saint bernard at the time and we took a late night walk with this dog man we i mean we were so coked up ah we walked for even my dog was like damn dude like what the fuck can you hear my dog snoring right now it's so funny I'm like, what the fuck? The dog was not happy. But Joey and I were just talking. Just nonstop. The other time, I remember this. We were in Seattle at a place called the um, a place called Swanee's, which was above the Comedy Underground, which to me is still the best comedy club in the history of comedy clubs. And um, he was like, hey, I got a little. And... You know, it hit me the way I think it hits people who like it. Because I took the first hit, and I, the first line, I did the first line, and I was like, oh. But generally, guys, if I do speed of any kind, I, like, I know it makes people chatty and think of great ideas and shit. I sit in a corner, my arms crossed, looking at people, just waiting for someone to take more drugs out. It's the most antisocial, dark, late night, dirty. Uh. Look, it's my man. It's Jacob Wolf. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, everybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, if you're just listening and you're not watching, we're recording it. Yeah, no, no, I can see that. Yeah. No, but it's not live. Oh, better. Yeah, yeah. It's not live. It's not live. Yeah, it's not live. It's not live. Yeah, see, there's no comments or... This is just, I'm doing a podcast, but I'm also making a video of the podcast. Can they hear me good? No. You know what else? Yeah, you smell it. Yeah. Can you smell with the rocks cooking? Yeah, I can smell with the rocks cooking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I never was a fan of it. I did meth once by accident. I think I've told you guys that story, right? I was in college and I was with this dude, these dudes, two older guys who I really looked up to and... By the way, that that I wasn't saying that because they did anything wrong, and because I, I was about to say their name, and I was like, nah, I probably shouldn't drop their names. But um, two great guys, two two 
two guys that I, I had a lot of fun with. We took some spring break. We did, man, my freshman spring break. Oh, my God. We went to South Padre Island. I went to college in Texas. We went to South Padre Island. My freshman year spring break at 6 or 7 in the morning, I was walking home shit, still shit-faced. But this was the beginning of my love affair with tequila. And um, so I was out. I had taken, this is the first time I ever, no, second time I took ecstasy. So I'm out at the club and, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't the club guys. It was the club. And if you know me, you know how much I like the club. Not a lot, but on ecstasy, Ooh, I could taste the lights. This was when ecstasy wasn't cut with speed. It was just straight up just. And when I was in college, Oh, I wish you guys, maybe I'll have to do a video of the dance. So when I used to get really fucked up in college, I used to think, I don't know how to explain the dance to you. I, it, but I, I used to think, oh, I'm killing it. Because people would be come around and start dancing with me. But I later learned from my friends, like, you know, they're like ridiculing you. I'm like, what? Everybody loves it. And they're like, no, 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 they don't love it. They just think it's so ridiculous. And I was like, but it's on beat. And they're like, oh, whatever. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it, except there's a lot of high knees um, and it's very active. So I should do a video. I should do a video to accompany this. Might have to show you what my freshman year ecstasy oh, rope them in dance was. So I'm dancing. And uh, what's that? Jacob, it was the worst. You know how graceful I am. I can't. I'm on. I'm on pod. You know. I can't show the running man. It's too much. Yeah, but they won't be able to see my whole body if I do it. You know. So, I um my freshman year. So, and I'll get back to the meth. And then I have so many things I want to talk to you guys about. And this is obviously me just not being able to stay on target because. I never can. So dancing. And I think at the time, what was what were we probably dancing to? Oh, you know what? You know what song um, we used to love to take ecstasy and listen to? Was this song by, I know it's going to sound bananas, Sinead O'Connor. And I do know my I don't even know the words of the song, but I knew that sounded like that. But I also loved, we would take, I tried to discover, oh, any of that shit. All that shit. Then you give me no wheel. Now you make me walk. Oh, and I was doing my dance. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Now, this was not quite to the point in my life when I was wearing overalls, no shirt, and only one strap. Oh, hi, buddy. Hi, Indiana Jones. Do you want to say anything? Do you want to say anything, buddy? You want to say anything? 
He didn't want to talk. But so, and um, this girl came up, and now I know she was mocking me now. But at the time, I was like, this girl's into it because she was doing the same dance. And guys, just if you're watching the video right now, you can see how smoothly I move my shoulders. What's wrong, buddy? So, dancing around. And I'm doing my dance. High knee. Ecstasy kicks in. Start with the tequila. And um, I meet this girl and uh there were a lot of people down from illinois and um listen guys at the time of this when i was a freshman in college i'm trying i definitely had a mullet um at the time i was probably wearing polo shirts i would guess i was in pretty decent shape you know and at that time in my life not afraid to show it. Had a pretty good tan, had that mullet working. I was not opposed to every now and then on the dance floor, especially on spring break, because that's the only time I went to the club and everybody was, you know, half dressed. I was not, I, I was shameless. I was not against, at the time I had like an eight pack. I'm not against showing that to try to get a little of attention, you know? So I'm on the dance floor, and she comes out, and doing my dance, and I'm like, oh, we're like Travolta, Olivia Newton-John in Greece, and uh, we're doing tequila shots, and then she was like, hey, will you come back to the our hotel room? Will you show everybody your dance? I'm like, yeah, and so uh, we went back, and there she had like. You know, at the time, like I was down there too, and I think there was six of us staying in a hotel room. Um, but we, I didn't know at the time, but they were mocking me. Um, but we were doing tequila shots. And, you know, I stayed there till probably six in the morning, and we did whatever, you know, freshmen or college students do when they're drunk on spring break. And, and then uh, I wake up. You know when you wake up from that, ah! and you look around, you're like, oh, no. And everyone was asleep and um, and I just kind of crawled out, but I'm feeling sick. I'm like, oh, no. You know, you start to get the spins and, and this tequila sickness is not good. So I start to walk down the beach because my I was probably half mile away from my hotel, but just right down on the beach. So I start to walk down on the beach and I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. And then I was like, mm, I'm also going to poop. I'm going to I'm going to throw up and poop at the same time. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I stop, right? And I look around and I dig two holes that one right in front of the other. And I leave a little sandbar right there. And I dig them quick. They aren't like huge. I didn't build like a sewer system, but like two holes. And I dump my ass over one of the holes and I had my stomach and my mouth over the other one. And I like a gentleman threw up and shit in the holes and then covered them up. But that's a gentleman. What am I supposed to do? Just leave it on the sand? Yes. Because you can see it. You'll leave it like a trap mark. No, no, no. It was deep. Nobody's getting underneath there. 
Nobody's getting under. No, 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 not 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 right underneath, not right underneath the sand, deep underneath. And so, uh, but I I did I will say that I for sure had some people watching. You know, I'm not the only person up at six in the morning on spring break. I'm glad there was no families, but there were guys like get it, nice asshole. I always like it when someone screams that to you, nice asshole. Thank you. That spring break was bananas. That spring break was been, that was one of the spring break. We, we had this dude pass out um, in the living room in his underwear. And so we put peanut butter in his underwear by his asshole. And we just waited for him to wake up in the morning. Guys, when he, <laughs> he woke up, he was like, <sighs> and we were like, what's wrong, Paul? And he's like, no, nothing. I'm like, how would you sleep? And he was, cause you could see in his head. Well, that feels like what poop might feel like. You know what I mean? And we were like, how'd you sleep? He was like, pretty good. And he was like, uh, anyone in the bathroom? Because we had one bathroom. Anyone in the bathroom? We are like, yeah. He was like, oh. So he was just sitting there. And we were saying things like, something, you guys smell, is something rotten? Oh, dude. He was like, what happened last night? We, yeah, dude. So we... We, we had a friend of ours, just, he was just sitting in the bathroom. He was just waiting. He just waited like 10 minutes. Then he came out. And Paul definitely, you know what, you know the poop walk? He did it, but he did it so we wouldn't notice the poop walk. Do you know what I mean? Like he did a poop shuffle. And then you could hear from the bathroom, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you guys. Who put peanut butter in my underwear? And when he came out, he was like, fuck you guys. And I was like, hey, man, how'd you know it was peanut butter? Did you smell it? And he was like, fuck you. Yeah, I smelled it. I smelled it. Of course I smelled it. I'm like, yeah, all right. Just making sure. Um, but let me just tell you, the, uh, we'll get back. We'll do meth on a different day. We'll do meth on a different day. Right? We don't need to do meth right now. We'll get to the meth. I don't want to tell all my terrible stories on one podcast because then what's going to happen, guys, is that I'll forget I told them and I'm just going to repeat it. So let's spread them out so I can repeat all that shit on multiple podcasts. I have I have some of the spring break stories. You know, one of my one of the best people I ever met in my life, a, a gentleman by the name of Spencer Street, um, who passed away a few years back. Um, was which maybe the most I've never met anyone like him before. The most positive, uh, kind-hearted, but also like I mean, the, a man true to his word. He's just a fantastic guy. I, it's hard for me to explain Spencer Street to anybody who hadn't met him. A, a, a unicorn of a person. Um, the most unifying person I think I've ever met. I've, you know, you meet, well, no, everybody likes this guy or everybody likes her. Yeah. But everybody loved Spencer. Everybody wanted to be around Spencer. You know, one of those guys, everybody was like, felt lucky. And he was happy to take you under his wing. He was happy to go to lunch with you. He was arms wide open with anybody, but you just felt special. You know what? Okay. When I, I went to college in Texas at a place called Trinity. Uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. A lot of Jews down there, right? Nope. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Let me just write down. That falls in. I'm going to write something down, guys, for the first time in a long time. Come with the podcast. Um, but Spencer, this is the type of guy Spencer was. When I went down to Trinity to look at it, I was going down uh, as a, maybe a football recruit, right? And it was a small school, guys. Don't get – you're like, you played football. Yeah, don't – at the time, I think Trinity hadn't won a football game in three years or something crazy like that. They're good now, but yikes. So – um, I go down and he picks me up in his truck by the time and the truck and the, and, uh, the campus was made 20 minutes away. By the time I get to campus, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to school with Spencer next year. I'm fucking a hundred percent going to school with Spencer next year. Uh, and you know what else he did when I was a freshman, I was a senior in high school. He found, he, like he introduced me to a girl who was like, Hey, she thinks you're good looking. She knows you're a senior in high school. She kind of likes that. I think you get a shot. And I'm like, what? A college? A college girl? I And I remember asking him questions like, because listen, guys, you know, I think people were a little more innocent without the internet because... There was just more unknown. There was more fairy tale type stuff. There was more wondering. You didn't have the answer to every question in your pocket. You know what I mean? So you had to pontificate. Your imagination brought you to places that were wonderful. So I was like, college girls know what they're doing. She's going to teach me a thing or two. I'm going to bring it back to high school and be like, God damn, this is from a grown-up. Not really realizing that that grown-up was really just like a year Maybe two years older than me, you know. I'm not going to say her name, uh, but she knows who she is. And, uh, man, sure enough, she even said, you're in high school? I was like, yeah. She goes, you coming here next year? I go, we'll see. You know, Spencer's trying to show me, you know, a good time. And she said, I'm a good time. I almost came. I was in high school. I almost came right then. I was like, hey, don't talk like that. It's almost over. You know, I need a little, uh, uh, we can't even imply sex until we get back to your room and get naked. If we start talking about sex now, I'm probably going to come by the time I walk in your door. So let's tone it down. But I, I remember going back to my high school and being like, I had sex with a college girl. And they were like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, yeah, sex with a college girl. Guys, did I ever tell you? That wasn't my first encounter with a college girl. Oh, boy. This is maybe my favorite story, but I think I've told this, too. I got to write this one down. I got to... Okay. All right. Maybe we won't, get, we won't get to the serious stuff that I had planned. Although there is one thing I do want to talk about. Okay. I... Let me get back to the meth, and then I'll leave this other one for another time. Oh, but I did have sex with a college girl. It did also, I'm going to tell you something right now. Word got around. And then I, there was a girl that I went to, uh, I, and I went to a postgraduate year, guys. I graduated from high school and then went to high school again. At a place called Northfield, Mount Hermon, because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Da, 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 da. But when I got back there, oh, man, you know how little I knew about sex? 
When I got back there, this girl went and had gotten around that I had sex with a college girl. This girl wanted to have sex with me because I had sex with a college girl. But let me tell you how little I knew about sex. I remember panicking. Panicking. Because I had entered a girl without a condom. And I was talking to a friend of mine, this dude named Jay Morton. And he was like, you fucking... And I, I'm not going to do his Boston accent because I'm going to butcher it. But he was like, just fucking relax, kid. Did you come? I'm like, I don't think so. But it was in there. And he was like, yeah, I think you're going to be okay. I was freaking out. Oh, my God. I really had no, like in high school, I, I was not, you, you know, I was not, I was not, seeing breastuses i was not having the sex in high school i was not like there was not a, there was no whole lot not a whole lot of action for me i was i believe categorized as nice which in high school is n another term for you jerk off a lot right you're nice yeah you masturbate all the time yeah that's right um that's correct that's what nice people do in high school they masturbate furiously um but yeah, I can't wait to tell this other joke. I mean, other story. I might even turn this into a stage one, this one that I had just forgotten. Um, but yeah, guys. Uh, I, 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 yeah, in the meth story, hold on. Now, if I had a producer, he would take all this stuff out when he edited it, but I don't know how to do that, and I don't have a producer. Uh, I apologize. Um, but I did want to tell you, like, okay. So uh, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, today I, I was reading some comments from Deshaun Jackson, Stephen Jackson. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, an NFL player. Stephen Jackson, an ex-NBA player. Uh, Deshaun had, had tweeted something out uh, that was anti-Semitic. Uh, by the way, Ice, Ice Cube, um, a non-back away from anti-semitic dude as well and um and then steven jackson stuck up for deshaun jackson it was like i wouldn't apologize he shouldn't apologize for telling the truth i'm not going to get into what the statements are and all that shit i'm just gonna and then he said something about the steven jackson said something about how nfl owners don't say shit about you know black people are mistreated but now they're coming out and so there's a couple of things, man. First of all, this it showed me how absolute how absolutely tribal we are as a nation. Because of this. So first of all, just because NFL owners are maybe racist doesn't excuse your friend for being anti Semitic. That's like do you know what I mean? It's like when the Democrats say, Well, or the Republicans say, Well, they did this, so we can do this, or the Democrats go, Well, the Republicans did this. No, no. That's not how it works, man. Just because someone's shitty doesn't mean you get to be shitty. But the reason I did want to talk about this, and it reminded me of something that in college, you know, in college, and I had really close friends, some of the closest friends still in my lifetime. But I remember in college telling people I was half Jewish because I was nervous. I was, I was nervous 
I remember in college, I went through my entire four years in Texas telling people I was half Jewish because I felt like it was an insult to my grandfather and my grandmother and my parents and everybody that came before me. But then I was also scared. I didn't know what to do. And I, 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 man, I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but I f- went full in on half Jewish because I was scared. And when people don't seem to under, so when you say things like what they said about Jews controlling everything and all that shit, um, it perpetuates things that, and by the way, which helped fuel me being scared, right? First of all, let me just say all this. I don't think either one of those dudes should be canceled. I don't believe in the cancel shit. I don't believe it. I don't think any of us would want to be judged on the top five worst things we've ever said or done in private or in public. Everybody's canceled. Everybody's canceled. Everybody said something terrible. Every fucking body. Not everyone who says something in the heat of a moment should get canceled. You've all, we've all said something in the heat of the moment where we felt like where we were being attacked, where we said something back where we were like, man, looking back, I wish I hadn't said that shit. All right. So I don't think everybody needs to be canceled. I don't think everybody's racist. I don't think everybody's an anti-Semite. I don't think any of that misogynist. I don't think it, I just don't. I think when you get mad or you get in a conflict, you try to hurt the other person however you think you can. And if that is, again, not excusing it, We've all probably said something we don't want to say. My point is the tribal part. And this is what scares me because we don't expect everyone to act the same. We expect everyone to act like us. I mean, we don't expect everyone to, to, to act how they think things should be. We expect them to act like us. And if you don't act like us or think like us and my people, well, you're fucking wrong. Oh, but my person? Yeah, no, but I know his heart. I know his heart. I know what he said, but that's not what he meant. But somebody in your tribe, what they said, they meant. You know what I mean? I I talked about this a couple weeks ago with that whole Ryan Lochte thing. I just brought that back up. It's It's the best example I can think of. Everyone was on this dude for acting like every single college guy I ever knew. Girl, too. I know plenty of girls that peed on the side of gas stations. I ripped a poster down. It's drunk shit. But you, not in your tribe, so easy to go after them. We like canceling people. We like taking people down. So the point, like, where you excuse that person. Oh, but that, or you think this stereotype isn't real, but this one is. Oh, got it. So the stereotype about you isn't real, but the stereotype about this group of people is. It's so ridiculous. It's so absolutely ridiculous. And, And the best example I can give, like, look, I think what, I think what Drew Brees said a couple weeks back was tone deaf. I think it was tone deaf, I think. And and by the way, I don't think he's a bad dude. I just think he was brought up a certain way and he fell in with these people and this is how he's lived his life and this is what he's believed in and he was riding with it, right? 
he was educated. He apologized. But he was crucified. Guys, if, if Drew Brees hadn't doubled down with his apology, had, I don't know if he was playing this year. I think he's only going to play one more year, and I don't know if it would have been in New Orleans this year. It was rough for him, man, even people on his own team. And rightly so. You can't be tone deaf in today's day and age. And you, and you, and you, you have to stand up for people. For people. You have to stand up for people and what's right and making sure everybody's equal and safe and has an opportunity to live this great life that we get to live in America. Well, we used to anyways. I keep waiting for it to be great again. <laughs> but the what I would say, I would tell you what Deshaun Jackson said was worse. I, I... It just, not even, and, and I may be feeling that because I'm Jewish, right? And so again, it affects me more, my tribe. But it, what Drew Brees, anyways, let me get in. I want to get into that. Point being, if you're not denouncing hatred across the board, then you're hurting everybody's desire and right to be equal if i'm somebody who doesn't like black people or who's like this black lives matters thing is crazy what are they up so fucking up in arms about and then i see stephen jackson go well that one is true you've you've lost me you've lost and for anybody in the middle like oh so wait you know what i mean like you have to come out for equality and justice for all you have to come out with we're all in this together now look man are there jews with money yep there are jews with money ain't no doubt about that uh, but the rest of the shit anytime you're gonna quote farrakhan you're gonna lose me if you're quoting farrakhan because and i and by the way man He's incredibly passionate about empowering and lifting up the black community. But there are other voices that are too, that aren't aggressive anti-Semites, right? So that's the point. Like, are we only going for people to be treated well and not to be... Um, not to be uh, 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 put in a situation where they're being that people are, are are doing shit to them for who they are or how they were born or where they were born or what they were look like or who they fuck. Right? Are you only? Are we only out to protect our tribe? Are we only out to stop the spread of hatred for one group? Right? I a hundred percent think that. This time in America, I, I, for me, Black Lives Matter is the top of the list. It's been a long time, man. And it's so nice to see so many young folks uh, of all colors out there. It, 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 there's no doubt about it. But that doesn't mean that people who are black are above criticism 
for saying terrible shit. That doesn't mean that just because he is on your side, so to speak, he is allowed to say shit like that. Now, I honestly didn't see Jeffrey Lurie. He is the owner. And by the way, you guys, you know that I don't write this shit out. So if you hear long pauses, it's me trying to figure out what I want to say or how I want to say it. And Jeffrey Lurie is a Jew. Mazel owns the Eagles. I, I did not hear his reaction um, or his support of the Black Lives Matter movement. I, um, it, he wasn't one of the voices that was amplified in on the articles that I was reading. I'm not a Philadelphia fan, so I was reading things from like Bob from Kraft and the teams that I follow. You know, I was reading there. So I don't know what I know what he said about this um, because it's news and that's his team. And if you read an article about it, he, so he, I think, came out appropriately. I think he 100% came out. I hope he came out the same way for Black Lives Matter. But I don't, as a Jew, I also don't think this dude needs to be canceled. I don't, I don't think that Deshaun Jackson is somebody that should not have a job in the NFL. I, I think he should have to be educated, not have to be, but he should be educated on what he's talking about. I think he should go speak to some synagogues. I think he should go talk with some rabbis. I think he should go talk with some Jews. I think that kind of shit would be the right way to handle things like this. Instead of canceling somebody. I go back to Mike Vick, man. This dude was raised, and I know people raised like that. That dogs aren't, dogs are ant, like just like whatever. Look, my grandmother on my, mo- my mom's mom, when we got a dog, she was like, put that dog in the backyard. If the animal is inside, I'm not. Just how she was raised. My grandmother wasn't a bad person. That's how she was raised. Man, now, She obviously is no Mike Vick and Mike Vick broke the law and Mike Vick obviously did something terrible and I'm glad he went to jail for it. But like, it's how he was raised and I'm not excusing it, but I'm also not like, I, I get it. It was not something that in where he grew up and how he grew up, right? So maybe Deshaun Jackson, that's how he was raised. So he doesn't deserve to be canceled. He deserves and needs to be educated. Man, that's the thing. Like, when you cancel somebody, you push them back into their corner with the other people who think like them. That is not the way to do this, guys. The way to do this is to draw them out. Get them in front of the people that they supposedly hate. Get them in front of the people that they are... That they are trashing make them experience that community get them involved and if it doesn't stop then you can throw in jail no but you know what i mean like when you're not giving them a chance for redemption which everybody deserves most people not everybody 
we just throw away broken toys? If a screw's loose, you just throw the fucking toy away? No, you tighten the screw, man. You tighten the screw on people, too. It's all about education. It's all about facts. Look, man, I promise you, there is somebody in the world that you think, oh, I know that motherfucker. You don't know shit about him or her. I don't know these people. You don't know Dick. Because you've never spent any time with him. So, I don't know what I just said. All I mean is this. Don't be so quick, man, to make everybody walk the fucking plank. Look, Stephen Jackson included. I disagree with him wholeheartedly. I do. I disagree with him wholeheartedly, both Deshaun Jackson and Stephen Jackson. They just need to speak to some people in the Jewish community. Tell me what you think we do. Tell me why you think this. Let me tell you what's happening. Where did you find that? What? You think we control everything? We do. We control the weather. I didn't know if you know that. We control the weather. Um, Not just the banks. Weather. Also, all tire stores, which is weird. I know that you wouldn't think that. But so, weather, the banks, tire stores, and cotton candy. That's this. We snuck that in there. Cheap to make, easy to sell, high resale. But, um... Yeah, man, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And now, guys, to my favorite part of the pod. Parenting tips and Joshua Problem Solver. And by the way, man, I, I, I wrestled, by the way, with that half-Jewish thing. I was really ashamed of myself um, when I left college. And I wish I had apologized to my grandparents about it. Not that they would have needed an apology or, but it was disrespectful. I was scared though. Like I know people don't like Jews, man. There are a lot of people who do not like the Jews. And I just, I didn't know how to handle that at that age. And it wasn't like I was going to a place with a huge Jewish community. You know what I mean? I wasn't like the San Antonio Jews. They're all over the place. Cowboy boots and yarmulkes. You know what I mean? That was not of a, not a huge Jewish population. But guys, let's get to uh, the parenting tips and Josh Wolf problem solver. Um, brought to you by Clean Craft, everybody. Clean Craft, C-L-E-E-N-C-R-A-F-T. Go to cleancraft.com. Now, let me tell you guys something. I'm going to call it a CBD drink because that's what, you guys will understand because that's the most common term, but it's really a hemp drink. Um, and it has some cannabinoid cannabinoids. I think that's the word um, in it that are really good. Make you feel better. I, I don't know how to explain it. And I've explained it to you guys a bunch of times, but you go to cleancraft.com and you can pick from cola, ginger, lime, all they all super tasty, but you feel better. You don't get high. This is not psychoactive. There's no THC in it, but you feel better. It powers your mood. I drink one a day, midday, and I'm like, fuck yeah. But I can also drink one at night, super relaxed. It is so good, guys. Um, And if you are a smoker and you get too high, it evens you out. It is not only super useful, super good for you. CBD is really good for you guys. 
but and it's hemp i'm sorry um but it tastes delicious i was on that ginger kick when they first came out i'm now on the cola kick and here's what i'm going to do for you anybody who goes and gets some clean craft c-l-e-e-n-c-r-a-f-t.com go to cleancraft.com order some clean craft show me proof of purchase Go to tell me something good pod pod at gmail.com. Show me proof of purchase and send me your address and t-shirt size for ordering. And you get free shipping, by the way. Free shipping. So you order something on Clean Craft, and I will send you some merch for free. Just because I want you to try it. Just because I'm telling you right now, it's fucking delicious. Just come telling you right now. I drink one a day because it's good as fuck and it makes me feel good. And guys, during these crazy times, you need things to make you feel good. So go to cleancraft.com, guys. C-L-E-E-N-C-A-R-A-F-T.com. Order anything. I think you can get four-pack for like, I don't even know, but not much. Way less than what the t-shirt were to cost you. So go check it out. See if you like it. Order some. Send me first 10 people will get a t-shirt. Um, I sent out more than 10 last week. So thank you guys who did order, but go get yourself some guys. People are reordering. They're telling me how much they like it. Try it. You'll love it. I promise. The other thing I want to remind you, for those of you who are watching, you can see that shot shop.upstatemerch.com um, slash Josh Wolf. My new merch is out, guys. This merch is fucking good. The guys at Upstate Merch are so good. The quality t-shirt, amazing. The designs out of this world like i have new weird shit t-shirt i like weird shit t-shirts i've got new bub real be fearless t-shirts i've got some killer smoking baby hand t-shirts come on guys go to upshop.upstatemerch.com forward slash josh wolf people ask me all the time man how can we help support you uh thank you all the free content guys it's through my merch and through the um sponsors are the way that you guys can really help us out not just me but anybody that you're listening to or watching that's that's sending out free content the way you guys can really support us is through the sponsors um and and through merch so if anybody's up for it i would appreciate it um or can you hear him snoring it's crazy and let's get to the parenting tips and the problem solver parenting tips all right, this first one is from Tammy. Tammy, you have a t-shirt coming to you. And Tammy asks this. This is my favorite question. What age will I start washing crusty socks? Now, not crusty from The Simpsons. Although I wouldn't wash his socks either. I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, crusty socks. Let me tell you, the crusty sock will probably start around 13 if he's a sock guy. Um, I don't think before then you have enough, you know, for a while you get the feeling, but nothing really comes out. You're like, ha ha, ha ha ha. Right? You're like, oh, that feels good. Oh, aha. And it's genius because there's not like any real cleanup. And you're like, oh, that's great. So I get that feeling, but I don't have to do anything, you know. Um, and then 
when more starts to come out, you have to make decisions about where you would like that to be. Now, I will tell you, there are some dudes who straight up jerk off on their own stomachs. Uh, no, thank you. I know dudes who jerk off on their stomach and then wipe it up. And I'm like, why don't you just have the rag there already? And he's like, well, why? I'm like, because do you like the way cum feels on you? Is that what you're saying? Like, the only reason I can think that you wouldn't put the rag down ahead of time is because, hold on one second, guys. I just thought of two jokes. Oh, my God. Um, hold on. I'm writing them down. Oh, oh, I knew I needed to write the second one down. I can't remember it. Oh, 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 uh, sorry. Right. So, the, so like, why are you jerking off on your stomach? And I got to ask, because I think one of the guys who said that to me was Brian Redband. I could be wrong. And Redband, I apologize if I'm throwing you under the bus. I'm going to have to ask. But so I know dudes who do that. Uh, uh. I know guys that jerk off in the shower. No. For a myriad of reasons. One, hey man, who's cleaning the drain? That's it. Because you know it doesn't go down the drain. It it makes like a little beaver dam. So I don't want to touch it at the end of the day. So I don't like that. Second of all, you know when you you always it it never you know, there's water coming down and shit. And it you never know where it's going. And it always some ends up on your leg and you know when it gets in your hair, it's just difficult. Even with soap and water, it is washy-washy, you know? So I'm not game for that. Um, I'm not a paper... I don't do tissue because it sticks to the head of your dick like paper mache. You're like... You basically make a stormtrooper out of your dick. So that's not my thing either. So I've always been a sock guy. To me, sock is efficient. Um, it's tidy. You're going to wash the sock anyways. You know what I mean? And you can be nice to yourself. And I buy silk socks, you know, because I'm kind to myself. And, um, but yeah, so I would say it'll probably start around 13. And I'm, I mean, it'll end when you stop doing his laundry. But until, you know, wash rags too. I count those as a sock. Not really. Um, but because the sock is contained. I don't need to, it just, whoop, and it's in there. It's it's really like genius. But I would say it'll stop as soon as you stop washing his clothes. Because as long as you wash his clothes, you're going to touch something with semen on it. So there you go. Uh, that's number one. And this is for, this is Paul. Paul, and I, these guys, and the reason I picked this is because I want to show you guys. I, I like all questions. And the Joshua Problem Solver can be ridiculous. But Paul asks me, and Paul, you're going to get a t-shirt, man. Thank you for sending this in. Paul asks me, if you get a flat tire while you're driving, but you don't know how to change your tire, how should you change your tire? Ooh, that's like a word problem. I'm going to tell you, it's a great, great question, Paul. I am one who doesn't, I've never had to change a tire. 
I I I I think I I think I could figure it out. You know, you with the jack, and then you you take those things off, and you take the tire off, and then you put the tire on, and then you and then you um. So that would be my advice. But I would also say the best thing to do in a situation like that, when you're you don't know how to do something, but you need to get it done, but you don't want to look like you don't know how to do it is fake an injury. I always find faking an injury. Hey, Bethers. I always find faking an injury uh, is the way to go. I used to carry like a, 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 a sling in my car and I would carry, um, I like you in those yoga pants, um, a sling in my car or like a fake boot. We used to carry the fake boot when we went to Disneyland, but that was, we did that. We were the originals. We did that before these all copycats pretended like they were hurt to skip lines in Disneyland. We were, we were the OGs, but that's what I would do. I would just carry something, a neck brace. So if you don't know how to change it, you can be on the side of the road with your, with your like splint and neck brace and, you know, flag someone down and be like, man, I can't change the tire or, you know, just get triple A. Something like that. Those are, these are the options. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't know how to do something and you're embarrassed that you don't know how to do it, you have fake an injury. You really, that's the way to go. So you're welcome. You're welcome, Paul. And thank you guys for sending those in. Please remember everybody. Oh, and last night's Control Chaos. I would ask everybody, too, if you are not listening to Control Chaos, if you're not watching Control Chaos, please do. Um, the show is so good now and is such a, a smooth running fucking machine. And you can see it live on Tuesday nights on my Facebook fan page or on my YouTube page. Um, and my high live also has just been so much fun. And I've been having guests. It's not live, babe. Oh, are you, where are you going? Okay. Um, but those two things, I'm having so much fun doing. So please check those out. Um, if you're listening and you haven't checked out my YouTube page, um, lots of shit happening on there. I am going to start doing a membership subscription. And I can't decide if I'm going to do it on Facebook, Patreon, 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 or uh, YouTube. So if you have any suggestions or ideas on that, please, anything, guys, tell me something good, podpod at gmail.com. Um, if there's anything you want me to get into, if you want me to start having guests, I can do that here on, because on, uh, I'm doing this on StreamYard. Um, let me know. And um, this is our podcast, you know what I'm saying? Not really, but I like ideas and I like other people's ideas, so hit me up. Ladies and gentlemen, I still need artwork. I still need some music. I And by the way, I'll pay for some artwork. Obviously, I'm not asking people to do free work. Tell me something good, everybody. This is your buddy Josh. Love you.